This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Cop and Fracker. I'm joined here today with a few friends of mine. Uh, fortunate enough to, to, to call them call them friends. That is uh, Fahi. Hello, how are you doing, mate? Anik, you're here as well. I'm not going to ask you how are you doing because we have someone very, very special here in our midst today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a bit of a spiel to, to get him a bit gassed up. So, obviously, most recently he's seen working with 888 Sport, uh, obviously from from Red from Redmen TV, and of course his very own channel, informally known as the Sadio Mane guy. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you James Redmond. How are you, mate? Oh, it's a pleasure to be on the channel, boys. I appreciate you having me. Um, the the shady old man, eh, guy, that is what I am. You know, do you know when I went to town last year? Yeah, like when everywhere was open and whatnot, and I'd be going to town. I'd be like, oh, like people would see me, right? And they'd be like, oh my god, not everyone, but like the the people who like go on the internet and whatnot. They'd see me and they'd be like, oh my god. Aren't you the shaddy old man, eh, kids? Oh, my days, lad, you're <laughs> sick, you... This, that, and the other. You're this fucking was before, 
the, the, this was before, right? I was even regularly posting on YouTube and whatnot. So if you want, you can call me James Redmond. Hammers is a new one that people have been calling me. Um, Sadio Mane, guys. Sadio Mane agenda. Whatever you want to call me, my mate, you go for it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yo, no, that... James, super, super cool question. I just really want to know, at what point did you realise, yo, I need to start my own YouTube channel? So, the, vid- the video. So, right, I, it's not like being a lifelong dream to do YouTube. Let me get that out the way first. But one thing that I will say is when I I, I used to watch Redmen quite a bit and I used to watch quite a few of the fan channels. And I was thinking one day after the game, um, I got like, because it was the Hoffenheim game. It was, the, And I've been on there once or twice, but this one was like, you know, this was Champions League football, boys. Like, Champions League was back today, what I'm saying. So I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on if we win this game and whatnot. Well, actually, no one ever, that's a lie. It was the it was the Wolves game earlier on, but the one, the interview about Mane, this was... When we won the game, I was I was like walking past and I was just going to have a little nose in, see what they were all up to and that. And then I sort of just ended up getting caught in the mix of things and then just sort of got more pushed over towards Cameron. I was just ended up just chatting shit on camera pretty much. I was just pushed in <laughs> with Paul. Me and him were chatting to each other about the game. I was just made up we were back in Champions League football. And what, what was said was what was said. Anyway, that leads to... Probably about a year after that, I probably say is when I started thinking about a YouTube channel, and then the channel now is about two years old. But I only really started posting at the start of this season, so mm. kind of like that. That's a story of Balamori in that aspect. So <laughs> excellent. Okay, cool. And before we get into the actual game and all things Liverpool, how are you? How's life? How have you been coping with things in the pandemic? Do you know what? Lad, as, good, as good as things can be. Um, it's one of them things, no one's life's perfect, are they? So you've just got to kind of adapt to the situation that you're in, kind of just make do with what you've got. And to be honest with you, for me, it's a blessing, so I can kind of say, like, you know, this lockdown helped me because it just allowed me to focus on content and whatnot. But there's other things that have gone wrong, but like I said, that's with that's with everyone, mate. So anyone to, to, who's watching this show as well, honestly, best wishes to you, man, because it's most important to... Um, just stay as sane as you can in these times when you're just stuck in between four walls, essentially. But hopefully, hopefully, we can all start going out soon, start seeing each other again, giving each other cuddles and whatnot. But until yeah. then, I feel like it's just going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. And what's the first thing you're doing once we are allowed to be set free? Because I was on your Twitter account. I was like, okay, James has been James has been retweeting this uh, that, that new Twitter account that's counting down the days until we're free. So I was like, okay, so maybe you got an idea of what's the first thing you're doing once we're free. I'm just I'm just seeing people, bro. Like I genuinely I'm a people's person, so like I wanna just go out and I wanna just interact because it's one of them things where I'm even though like I've spent obviously the past year by myself in this room and I've coped okay. Um I am someone who prefers being outside, and I don't know, I'll probably just hit town or something up, mate, you know what I mean, where, where everyone's just going to be happy, even people who hate each other, because they're just going to be pissed, it's going to be one of them things where they're just all loving each other, and they're just being happy, mate, that's what I, I, I'm on them type of vibes, boys, I don't know about you, they're the type of vibes that I'm on, though, so. That, that, that first, that, that first Saturday night in Concert Square is going to be crazy, mate. Inse- and boys, I don't know if you've had a night out in Liverpool, but you know, yeah. it's we know. levels, mate. It's level. There's only a few places <laughs> that can match in England. So, <laughs> honestly, I for the first five minutes, I'm most excited to, to record this podcast. I tell you, um, what are, okay, what are you used to, what? Wait, there. Do you know what? What are you used to when we get out of all this? Ooh, Brother, you know, yeah, on day one, 
so a trim. I need a haircut. Yeah, I so don't need to chat to me about a haircut, bruv. <laughs> yeah, I need a haircut, mate. So that's what I'm doing. Go on, Eric. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, as far as he said, I'm getting a haircut straight away and then yeah, I'm, <laughs> the I'm going we're out. We're having a link up in the bar, Mr. <laughs> boys. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, after that, I'm probably going to go out and enjoy myself. Oh, I just can't wait to just, bad. yeah, just go out. Shisha bar, definitely, yeah, Anik is going straight to the shisha bar. That's the first place he's going to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, yes, same as you guys. Yeah, uh, barbers as well, barbers as well. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, so Liverpool recorded um, a Premier League win uh, for the first time since the 28th of February, where we beat Sheffield United. We we won one nil away to Wolverhampton. Diogo Jota became the st- only the second player to score both for and against Wolves. The, the first player, Stephen Hunt. Well done if you got that. Um, guys, we lined up in the very same way we did uh, against Leipzig. So that was Quebec and Phillips getting their third game together at centre half uh, in a row. Rather, Jota, Mane, Salah up, Salah up front. The midfield three of Fab, Genie, and Thiago. So, yep. Anik, I'm going to start with you, pal. How do you were you happy with that lineup? Were you upset certain players didn't get in? What were your thoughts? Uh, no, in all honesty, I was so happy with that lineup. Um, if it was anything else from that lineup, I would have been very, very upset because we saw glimpses against Leipzig with especially Fabinho having him there as the six, that shield in front of the centre backs. That's what I wanted. Um, I was so happy that he was in midfield. I was so happy that we're playing centre backs at centre back. Um, and yeah, mate. In, in initial thoughts, we're really happy. Um, obviously, Bobby. I don't. I don't think he was past fit. So, Jota was up top, and I allegedly. think we even discussed it. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. We even <laughs> discussed it um, p- p- prior to the game that I felt Jota will make an impact. He looked. Obviously, we were going to touch on the game a bit. Um, I had a feeling that he'll be, you know, buzzing around. You know, like, you know, like a live wire that he is. Um, so yeah, mate. Initial initial thoughts on the team sheet. I was very happy. I was very confident. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't have changed anything in regard to the lineup. So Sweet. yeah, very, very happy on that front. Sweet. And James, Alex touched on something there. I wanted to, to mention up as a, as a sub question. How good is it to see Fabinho back in the six in midfield? Oh, mate, it's the best thing that you're ever going to see since sli- sliced bread, boys. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, I'm just thinking to myself, going through this season, it's not being ideal when it comes to injuries. And now, we finally, well, I've been screaming it for months. I don't know about you boys, but I've been yeah. screaming for months now that, like, you know, Fabinho at centre back, even though as a player, he's always going to do a good job. Why? Because he's a world class fucking player. It's what they do. You put them in a different. Henderson, world class player, world class. So if you put him in a different position, he's going to do the job. Do you hear what I'm saying, though, boys? Like, serious, yeah, though, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's one of them things where it, it, you can't, you're putting. Pieces in the different part of the puzzle, essentially, and that's always going to just end bad. So when we finally solve that problem, even Klopp said after the game, wow, Fabinho's been wanting to play CDM. Like, no, like, no doubt he's been <laughs> wanting to play there because he's the best in that position. So, yeah. like, I, I'm buzzing. And I'm, I, do you know what I'm most happy about? That it weren't just like a one-off and he actually, he's sticking with it. And, you know, the reason why I've been screaming it as well is because Matip was always... Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? We knew we had three centre-backs. So Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez and Joe Matip. Then mm. two go out and then you've got Joe Matip left and he goes out. So now we've left We've left with Reese Williams who's kind of proven he's not ready for this level and not really close. Yeah. Then you've got Nath Phillips who've, who's overachieved. 
compared to what we probably thought he was going to end up being yeah. like, especially yeah. from his Agreed. early games. And then you've got Carbach, uh, who we brought in from loan, and Ben Davies, but he's been injured as well. So realistically, the only options you've got there is Ben Davies, Nat Phillips, and Carbach. Not a not a top four defense, let alone not a title defense, let alone top four defense, or even a top six defense. Mate, that's not even a Premier League defense at the start of the season. At the start of the season, it's not. So no. we're going into every game with these centre backs, and because that's on paper the worst case scenario because our centre-backs are shit. No, in fact, we're benefiting more getting a solid fucking defensive-minded player who's world-class in case I haven't already mentioned in front of them who gives them the confidence of, oh no, there's actually someone good who can lead us the way in this game. And then the midfield is in front of them, Thiago and Genie, gives them the freedom to go up the pitch. So Fabinho in the number six solves so many problems. The only reason why it's a little bit shit as well is because... We're now going to realise we need to... Re- He's now our most important player. You yeah, can say what true, you want, it's that, that it's Mo it's Salah true. or whatever, but even with Jota coming back now, Mo Salah, even though we still need him and we still need to rely on his goals and numbers, that can't be denied. Jota will also now bring them numbers and goals. So, it, when you look at the most important thing that keeps everything together, it's Fabinho right in the middle of that team. Yeah, agreed, agreed, and yeah, we, we were echoing that as well. We we're saying play centre half and centre half, and play and play your midfielders in midfield, and just to see how it works. Look, we've lost six in a row at home. What's the worst that can happen, right? Cool, and obviously we're reaping the dividends now, so that's great. For him, what I ask you, mate? So mm. let's so we so we've gone past the lineup. We're happy with it. Well, we're we're as happy as we can be with it. Let's say we go into the game against Wolves. Should they have had a penalty in the first couple of minutes when Alison clears out Savino? I mean, listen, let's be real. If that was on us, we, we would have been complaining night and day about it. So I think Alisson was a bit um, clumsy with what he was doing in terms of trying to retrieve the ball. Um, obviously, from the ref's point of view, if you actually watched it back, the ref had the whistle in his mouth. Like, he was ready to blow. And then he stopped. He thought about it. It was like, nah, it's only been a minute. Then we just continue. And then VAR didn't do anything. I think we got away with one. Um, I've seen there's been a debate about whether it should have been or whether it shouldn't have been. Either way, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen. So, yeah, we got. in my opinion, we got lucky because that should have been a pen. And if it was on us, we would have all said that should have been a pen. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> agreed for sure. Um, James, how about you? What were your thoughts on that penalty incident? Um, I, to be honest with you, I can't remember it. What, 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 what was the situation again? What was the setting? So, essentially, it was like the first couple of minutes of the game. Um, I, I can't remember who plays the ball from the left-hand side, but they, they whip in across to the right-hand side and Semedo comes running in. They're right back. Oh, and, yeah. And it, Alisson just know. clears him out <laughs> after, did, after dropping shoot, the ball. Though? But didn't he shoot? He did, but 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 then Alisson dropped the ball. And yeah. and as he went to as he went to go collect it, he just cleared out Semedo and completely missed it and, and gave away... And, and, well, he didn't give away anything at all, but the referee was like, you know what, leave it. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> That's as convincing as you can get. Okay, cool. Well, let me, I, I will stay with you because I, I do want to chat about, um, chat about one of, one of your favourite guys, Sadio Mane. He was, the main he, looked like, he looked like the, he looked like a real live wire in that first half. He looked sharp, he looked like he was ready to, he was someone who's actually going to make the, the opening for us in that first half. Um, unfortunately, it looked like when he got in front of goal, his lack of confidence showed quite a lot. But how do you think his first half went? Um, first half wise from Mane, I, I thought it was sound. I mean, listen, it's one of them things where if you're comparing it to results that we've saw over recent weeks, for example, then maybe it looks better and it looks good. But 
For Mane's standards, it's not good enough. He hasn't been playing well enough for weeks. He's been the worst player of the front three over February at the very least, but there's even a shelf for the season. Um, a lot of people will throw Bobby there, but to be honest with you, yeah, besides the first opening stage of the season where he had the game against Chelsea and a few other games where Mane was doing well, I haven't yeah. really saw much where Mane's been able to get a consistent run of games together. At least Bobby has been able to sort of like come in and out of games, you know, he's still, like, Bobby isn't always just, he needs to get a goal to have a good game, Bobby actually has very good games without getting goals, whereas Mane, he can also do that, but he hasn't been doing that recently, so the goals will kind of cover over that slight of thing, that being said, if you're going to take positives, that was one of his better performances that we saw in weeks, so, we can sit here all we want and we can say, oh, Mane's being shit at the end of the day, we, can, we only want him to get better, and... I've been saying drop him. I've been saying give him a rest. You know, how many things is it, boys, that you use that are, that you use every single week or every single day for three or four years straight, and it's going to keep working to its full yeah, potential exactly. after them yeah. three or four years? It doesn't. It, it it doesn't work in any aspect. In fact, I feel like that's evidently shown as well when you saw who was the two players in yesterday's game who was pressing the most. Jota and Thiago, two new mm. players who have came into a new system that haven't been having to suffer what all these other motherfuckers have been over the past few years. So you look at Mane and you look, he looks like he's lo- he's lost that sort of yard of pace. So now you drop him, you give him a new challenge and you see what how he adapts to that because that's what makes a world-class player. What, stay in the team when there's no competition? Let's see what it's like now that you've got competition. Like, I love Mane. Oh my God, he's my G, but... No one's guaranteed for places. Even when Trent was playing shit, I was thinking, get get Milner there or get Nico there because Trent doesn't look like he's going to get better. Thankfully, he proved me wrong, but still he needed to be dropped for a game or two. Nico came in and sort of gave him just sort of an eye-opener, but again, we need competition if we want to stay up top. So... For Mane, I mean, I know you only asked me about his first half, but it was better, but it still weren't vintage Mane. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Alec, I'm going to come to you because off, off the back of what James said, you, you did notice in that front three, obviously we set up with Mane on the left, Jota through the middle, and Salah on the right. And I saw a lot. There were interchanges between Jota and Mane. So you'd see them switch from left wing to striker and vice versa. But Salah always stayed out on the right. How did you think the front three were in that first half? And... How how good did uh, did Jota take his goal on stroke of hard So so I was really happy that I was seeing some interchange there between the front three. I've been saying that for a long long time. I need to see the interchange there. I need to see some synergy, some movement between the three. So it's good to see that happening between Jota and Mane. I think the fact that Salah was stuck out onto the right hand side was to isolate their left back. I don't think he done enough for me, especially in that first half to make enough of an impact. Now, I know James touched on the Mane point. I think one thing that I just want to come back to on that, I think Mane's in-game decision-making yesterday just wasn't good enough. When he got slipped through one-on-one, he could have done that vintage sort of inside finesse finish that he'd done against Everton when the ball was crossed in from Trent. Why he went with his head, I have no idea. We've seen him sort of chest that down and lash it in similar to the goal he scored against United. And then I think there was a chance on the break yesterday when he could have passed it to Salah. And I think it was like a counter-attack towards the end. And just mm-hmm. his decision-making wasn't really there. So I wanted to, to, to touch on that. But Alec, in terms also, of... Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. A little bit before that. So that first chance you got slipped through by, by Genie. He tried to round the keeper. How often yeah. How often do we see Mane round the keeper? Like, can you even... I, I can't even... No. Rem- I can't even give you, like, 
a few goals where he's yeah. rounded the keeper. He normally just slots or, or dicks yeah. it. So I just remember his his vintage finishes. And, you know, I'm sure he scored one against Everton where he just comes in and just tucks it round, yeah. you know, uh, opens his foot out. And I just don't know what he was trying. I just think his decision-making just should have been better. Even the cross from Trent. Like, I've seen him collect that and just lash it in, you know, and, and the goal against United a couple of years ago springs to mind. But it's just his decision-making that I was just really, really disappointed with yesterday. But hey-ho, look, coming back to the front three, you know, we saw for the goal yesterday, there was some interchange and some movement between them. You know, Salah passed it to Mane. Mane, okay, he flicked it out to Jota. And Jota hit it first time, which I thought was really good. It was different. Um, I, I, saw, I was speaking to someone yesterday. He said he may not have meant for it to go in that corner, that he might have sliced it or whatever. I haven't seen it back properly. But the fact that he struck it first time gave their opposition goalkeeper something different to think about. I think we're sometimes going forward too slow in getting that shot away. Mm, now, agreed. Jota lashed at it. I think it caught the keeper by surprise. I still think the keeper probably should have saved it, but yeah. it was a well-taken finish. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, we move on on the back of that. In terms of the front three, I want to see, again, a bit more interchange between them. I want to see like 17-18 Liverpool. Like th- the way we are right now, we might as well just go... For a, for a bit more tacking prowess up front, and yeah, I just I I think there's there's a lot there to work with. Let's pray that coming back from the international break, no one gets injured. Um, and, and yeah, I think there's a lot there to to work with. I think Jota just gives such a different dimension to us going forward. He was like he was like a wasp up front yesterday. He was chasing everything. He was running back. He was getting involved everywhere. I seen him picking up the ball from midway through. Um, our half and you know carrying it forward it was just really nice to see him in the middle even on the left hand side make making such a difference so yeah I, I think there's a lot there to, to work with but yeah we, we still got to keep our feet on the ground but um yeah I was I, I, I was very happy with the front three yeah I've, I think you make a really good point there on Josh I think Jota gives Salah and Mane a really good kick up their backside I think he really shows them, like, look, I'm playing at this intensity. You need to match me. Otherwise, you won't be getting the ball. Like, you need to keep up with me. Uh, unfortunately, what unfortunately what we've seen recently of Firmino, even his, his average position, this is more of a midfielder nowadays. But you see Jota, he's so much so much closer to to uh, to the opposition goal. And it's yeah, it's great to see. Um, so, yeah, so that was the first half. We get a goal at a stroke of halftime. Perfect time to get a goal. Um, in recent weeks, I think we've seen the importance of the opening goal in a football game and how much it opens up the opposition and how things from there are usually much easier. But the second half was <laughs> honestly it was just it was just pinball. We didn't seem like to get much control of the ball. It was going back and forth. There really wasn't much any much of anything to talk about. In, in all honesty, um, we did see a couple of a couple of uh, failures uh, from Adama Traore on the on the right hand side. He tried he tried himself on the right hand side through the middle and on the left. He actually he done well up. yesterday though. Adama Traore it was. Do you know if I was a Wolves fan, I would have been so frustrated watching Adama Traore because it's been this problem. Also, it's not that he's not a good player. People say he's shit. He's not shit. He's actually better than a lot of people getting into them like getting into the final third. The reason he is, that I, it, I think what makes him shit. What, yes, oh, 100%. But what makes him shit is that end product. If there's nothing that's going to come at the end of it, then it's all pointless. It's like making your, like, whatever the world's nicest ice cream is, it's like making you taste that, but spitting it out. Do you get what I mean? Like, if you can't actually fucking eat it, 
If you can't eat it, then it makes no sense. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he yeah, gets there and, and the just means fuck off. It's just a tease. It's a strip yeah. tease, boys. That's all Adam and Sayora. He's a strip teaser. He gets there at the end, gets to the final part. Sayonara. We get the clothes back on. Do you know what I mean? It's not getting hot in here. Ah, uh, not today. Not, not today. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the most unique analogies I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not agree. the greatest with them. I'm not gonna lie, but you yeah. get the point. <laughs> no, no, I like them. Say. I like them. I like them, mate. I like them. I like them. Um, but yeah, so like, like I was saying, the second half there wasn't really much, much that happened at all. Um, but Fahey, I want to ask you this because we echo the same thoughts on Quebec so far. However, mm. in my own in my own opinion, I think this was the best performance I've seen of him so far in a Liverpool shirt. What do you mm. make of him today? Do you think there is any possibility? Are you any closer to thinking that we should exercise the option to buy? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm not going to discuss it until 10 games in. So I'm not going to make that opinion as of yet. What I will say is he has steadily improved as weeks have gone on. Um, I think there are reasons why he steadily improved. And I think that's because he is not the main man and centre-back. Now, he is playing as like a number two in defence. So Phillips is leading and then Kabak is beside him kind of cleaning up. And that is what he's good at doing. Like, he just silently gets on with his job. Do you get what I mean? Like, he, he reads mm. danger. Phillips is the one that will attack from the front and he, he will go for the ball. He will make challenges in the middle of the pitch. And Kabak is there kind of just looking after the areas, right? He cleans up when he needs to. Um, he, he did impress me yesterday. He was very good. Um, I still do worry when he gets dragged into a channel because I know it was Adama Traore, but uh, with most half-decent footballers, he's going to get ra- ran past, um, unfortunately. I don't think he actually has the pace in him to deal with the intensity of the Premier League and the pace of the, of the Premier League yet. So I think his reading of the game has to be A1 moving forward. And I saw improvements on that yesterday. His passing was very good yesterday. He was positive with his passing yesterday. You can see the confidence in him. And you could also see that he understands where everyone's going to be. Like he's getting an idea now of, okay, I can ping it to the right hand side. Salah is going to be there in that exact same spot. Like he knows exactly the positioning of his teammates. And it's good to see the improvement that we've seen so far. Um, in terms of, yeah, what happens under the season, there's a lot to be discussed. I feel as if what's going to end up happening is Nat Phillips is going to play himself into such a good way that. He is going to get himself into the transfer market, bring in 10 to 15 mil, and that money is going to pay for Kabak. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think Kabak's, um, I think Kabak's transfer actually depends on Nat Phillips being sold. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how Kabak does. We'll see how Kabak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I know James seems a bit shocked by uh, Phillips potentially being sold or anything, but I just don't see him having a future at the club. Um, not because of his ability or anything like that. He wants to be playing regularly. I don't think it, it it's viable for him to be kind of fighting for a place next season. So I think this is the season for him to kind of impress everyone, the Burnleys, the West Hams of the league, and then try and get a move. That's ultimately it. Cool. And James, I haven't, I haven't heard your opinion on uh, Quebec just yet. What are your 
what are your thoughts on him so far? Are you impressed? Uh, what do you think of him yesterday? Yeah, and do do you think it's probably more likely that we exercise that option to buy? Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Um. I think we will. I think we will. Do you, know, do, you want me, do you want me to tell you an insight of what our new signings are going to be this summer? Go on. Are you ready for this? And this I isn't don't. a prediction. It's a spoiler, by the way. So get ready, boys. Kabach. Harvey Elliott. Harry Wilson. Who else? <laughs> wait there now. Wait there. Who else? Because we've got a few more players. Gruyich. Marco Gruyich. Marco yeah. Gruyich is going to be a new signing. Um, Matt Phillips is basically already a new signing. Uh, ben Davies will be counted because we only got him in January. So he'll put me. When we ask FSG, oh, how many signings have you made recently? Oh, this. He, so the count on Ben Davies. The count on <laughs> Ben Davies. And they're not going to put B Tech in front of it. They're going to just say Ben Davies. Anyway, what else are they going to sign? Mate, like, that's going to be their signings. We're not. I, like, I'm not. I don't know why I'm not confident, but I'm not confident this summer, mate. I'm really, really not. It's one of them things. I like, think you have reason not to be confident, though. You you have reason like on past trans past windows. Look, when when do we ever really take the impetus and like we know what we need to have a proper clear out and we go again? We always have and to that's wait until we winning the off. trophies. That's well, yeah, exactly. winning the trophies. So in a moment where we're most likely not even going to get Europe, what are we going to do without that extra funds? Like seriously, what are we going to do? I and expect you know a significant amount of improvement when we've got the squad that we have. Hmm. But what would you make of Kabak then so far, at least? Kabak, um, uh, yeah, do you know what, mate? He's been, I've, I've been a fan of Kabak. I've been saying to people, like, at the end of the day, you've got to look at a, a player for what you expect of them. People say, oh, why did FSG uh, get Kabak? That's a fair enough question. I, I don't know why they ended up getting Kabak. Maybe because it was one of the more easier options. As one, they were scouting him for quite a long time. But you've got to bear in mind, when he was being scouted, it's one of them things where... Like, even though he was being scouted and whatnot, like, he's being scouted for a fourth-choice centre-back. He's exactly. not being scouted for anything else. Yeah. He's not coming in for the first team. He's mm-hmm. 20 years of age. He's got to develop. So, I feel like we've got more of a long-term option there with Kabak. And I feel like he's done all right so far. I feel like we're going to see more of a similar type of sound performances all season. Him and Phillips are becoming like yin and yang. So, listen, I'm not one to say he's going to be world-class in any way, shape, or form, but for what I expected to this point, he's exceeding them expectations, so I'm all right with him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing well, and he's improving every game. I think there's little Absolutely. for us to complain about that. He's getting a partnership with Nat Phillips well. So, yeah, happy days. Anik, I'm going to ask you, um, from one of the new members to one of the... I can't, I, can't even, I can't even imagine I'm calling him my old head at the age of 22, 23. Trent Alexander-Arnold, 
Um, whenever he has a, an awful defensive display, every everyone goes up in arms. Oh, he's, he's he's terrible. We can't defend this and that. But whenever he does have a good defensive display, no one ever ever knows. No one ever sings about his praises. But how good was Trent Alexander Arnold yesterday? Fantastic, fantastic. I can't say any more about his defensive performance yesterday. The ops were waiting. They were waiting to say, "Oh, Neto pocketed Trent." They had him on toast the whole game. No. Nothing like that. I think I think he played really well. I think it was a it's actually a very mature performance from Trent. Yeah. Um, I think he was disciplined in going forward. I think he was very disciplined in knowing when to track back as well. Um, I su- I suppose if there's one thing I could have picked out, maybe that synergy there between him and Salah could have been a bit better going forward. But I think he mm. was instructed to stay back and sort of cut off the j- the danger that was Pedro Neto. There was also that penalty shout, I think, with Moutinho, but I don't think he'd done anything wrong there. Um, yeah, Harold, to be in, in, in summary, I was, I was really happy with Trent's performance mm. yesterday. I think it was really good. Um, everyone, everyone on the socials were quiet about Trent. You know, what, what do they Typically. call him? Um, yeah, Tiana all these... Tiana yeah, Trent. Tiana Trent or whatever. Yeah, none of that. We, know, we saw none of that. So we, we were happy with, with, with his performance. Um, yeah, can't, can't say much on that. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was great. He was great, and so was Robbo. I think Robbo was was back to his best. He was, he was looking brilliant. I, I didn't see Adama get past him all all game. I thought, I thought Robbo was fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what we expect from our fullbacks. That's that's why they are so so good. Okay, cool. So that was a one 0 away away win um, against Wolves. There were some bits of annoyances towards the end. Obviously, prayers up to Rui Patricio and. Um, obviously, he's now fully conscious, uh, as confirmed by Nuno. So, yeah, hopefully he gets better soon. Obviously, it's their second massive head injury um, they've had this season. Um, but, yeah, a, a good a good away win um, up in Chris's ends and Wolves. Cool. From that, let's, I'm going to rewind I'm gonna rewind a bit. I'm going to rewind a bit. I'm going to go back to um, a report that came out um, earlier this week uh, from <laughs> The Athletic. Uh the Athletic did a really good job. Um, the good men, good men at Athletic did a really good job in putting together like a well-written overall synopsis of our season so far, from injuries to goals of our front three to things going off on going on off the pitch with uh, Allison and and Klopp and the personal issues that they were having. Really, really well written. And there was in like a five thousand word article, there was about like a one liner or a two liner about Marley and Marley and Salah and how there's a bit of a this. Basically, just speaking exactly what we already know. In, in all honesty, just saying that they're not the best of friends. There is, there is like they, they don't. Sleep, they're sleep, they're sleeping with each other's wives. That's what. That's what it comes across. The way they compatibility the amount they pass to each other. Yeah, and there was just there's just loads of hollabaloo. That's the biggest way to say. It. I saw um, at, what was it? There was a I can't remember. I think it was um, I forget the game, but Joe Cole was covering it at half time. It might be the Chelsea game. Joe Cole was a. Uh, he said, "Oh, I think um, no, was it Joe Cole, Mark Warren?" I think I can't, I can't remember that for the life of me. Wasn't being one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, one of them. They, they at half time they were like, "Oh, why is it Marnie going down for penalties? It must be because he, he doesn't want to give Salah the chance to score." Michael Owen. I was yeah, like, "What are you?" Like, oh no, this- I, I I get what you mean, but I said that you know. Oh, did you? Yep, I said that for one of the. There was a moment where he went round the goalkeeper. Nah, was it when he went round the goalkeeper? It, there, was, there was a moment in the game, though, where the goalkeeper kind of just got a full-on hand to his boot and it actually touched his boot, but he stayed up. And I'm not Sheffield one United. to... Uh, was it? Was it? No, no was it, it was Wolves. Nah, it was a moment. Nah, it was definitely oh, in a Wolves. moment. Yesterday. Oh, last game. Oh, yeah, 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 last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is what I mean. So, like, there was a moment in that game where I felt like Mane should have 
gone down and he didn't go down and, and it actually would have got a penalty. It would have benefited us, benefited us more as a team if we got that penalty in that situation. Salah would have most certainly gone down. And people will say, oh, they're divers. But at the end of the day, welcome to the fucking modern game. You've got to give yourself the best possible chance. It's not cheating. It's the thing that everyone has to do to get a fucking penalty. No one. Most of the challenges we see for penalties, most of them, the players, if they tried, they could stay up from them challenges. They go yeah. down because they know it certifies a penalty or it's most certainly going to create some sort of controversy with the referee and the decision he's going to make. So it's that type of thing where go down if you get clipped. Don't do it so blatantly. Like if if you if literally they haven't touched yet and they're just getting closer to you. Don't just go down for no reason. But at the end of the day, if if, if the ball's going out wide and you see and the goalkeeper touches you and you're not. A, clear one-on-one on goal then you shouldn't have to really worry about them situations and you should just go down because yeah, that's what were... you're being taught to do as well nowadays so mm, there have been a couple of instances it's been a bit strange there was one where Marnie rounds Christensen and he sticks out his leg uh, at home against Chelsea and I'm like yeah. why didn't you go down um, yeah. against against Sheffield United on the, the left hand side I think it might have been Baldock who came in with a very late tackle he, he doesn't yeah. go down yesterday against Wolves he doesn't go down I don't know what he's playing at. There's only one time in my whole time of watching Liverpool in my life I've seen us get a penalty from someone not going down. And that was when David Luiz pulled back Salah at home against Arsenal last season when we won 3-0. That's the only yeah, time yeah, I've yeah. ever seen... Or 3-1, rather. That's the only time I've ever seen it happen. You have to go down to get a penalty. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, back to the overall question. Uh, Fahi, I'll start with you. What do you what do you make of that that one liner from uh, the Athletic? Do you think more is being made of to the Mane versus Salah thing? Do you think there's a do you think they're sleeping with each other's wives? No, don't, don't answer that. Um, <laughs> do you think that do, do, do you think a lot more is going on like behind the scenes that we don't know of? Or what are your thoughts, mate? All right, um, I, I'm trying to work out how to word this without being flogged myself on social media tomorrow. Um, all right, so. <laughs> With with Salah versus Mane, right, I, I feel as if it's competitive rivalry, right? I don't feel as if, again, we don't know. We're not in the changing rooms. But I, I don't see somewhere where a, a, a couple of players where I think, yeah, they really dislike each other. Do you get what I mean? I think it's purely competitive. I think they both want to be the main players in the attacking unit of the team. Salah started off really well in his first couple of seasons. Then Mane took over. Do you get what I mean? The love for Salah kind of disappeared for a bit. Salah felt a bit unloved. It was obvious he felt like that. And now this season, Salah's getting that love again. Mane's not performing as well. Mane's frustrated. He's seeing Salah scoring 17, 18 goals. Mane's on like eight or nine in the Premier League, right? So that there's a massive difference. There's a massive gap. Yeah. And if if me, if, say I'm Mane, Anik is Salah. I, I'm seeing Anik doing all, all, all this stuff. I'm like, rah, I'm supposed to be his equal. We're supposed to be level. I'm falling behind. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be snatching. I'm going to be doing whatever I can. I'm going to be selfish because I want to make up that gap. And I think that's kind of what's happened. Now, the athletic reporting on it, right? The issue with the athletic reporting on it, they, they are allowed to say whatever they want. They, there's no issue in that. The problem with the athletic sometimes is they report on things like Salah sulking and stuff like that, but they don't report on the full team. So sometimes it feels as if they're picking on said player but they're not reporting on everyone else. So when they're discussing Salah sulking after a sub, cool, he did sulk after a sub. Most players do. Most world-class players do sulk after a sub. It's not a big issue. James Milner did the same thing. Jordan Henderson did the same thing, but you're not reporting Trent. on it. Trent did the same thing. You're not reporting on it. So the issue a lot of people had with that article was it just felt as if they were just ganging up on Salah or they were, they were just trying to put a dark cloud over those two. 
Whereas, really and truly, if you want to report on it properly, the whole, t- the entire team have had it, had issues. But you're reporting on the most negative thing and talking about Salah, and um, yeah, that, that, I think that's what the main issue was. But in terms of Salah versus Mane, I think it's purely competitive. It's, it's really not as deep as people make out. Listen, we throughout the years of football, I've been watching football since the mid nineties. Andy Cole and Teddy Sheringham used to hate each other. They absolutely hated each other, but they played brilliantly together. We, do you really think in every team all these players have liked each other? Suarez and Sturridge never liked each other. That was clear as day. Yeah. Now, now the, the new fans on Twitter are like, ah, oh, but no one used to report on that. Yes, they did. They constantly used to report on it. It was clear as day they did not like each other. Mm. Any of us at, at that age range, we remember that being reported all the time. We all knew about it. It, it was reported on. But like the new age Twitter fans, they all think, ah, oh, it, it's just a new thing being kind of discussed. No, it isn't. Like, this has been reported on before. Suarez and Sturridge had the same thing. Um, Salah's getting more of the, the treatment now because we're a bigger brand. We're a bigger club now. Like in terms of the amount of eyes on us, everyone's eyes are on us again. So when you're the champions, there's going to be more reports on you. They're going to discuss more stuff. The Athletic could have done it better. They they definitely could have done it better, and they could have um, responded to the criticisms better. But overall, I really don't think it's as deep as it's been made out to be. Sorry for the rant. I just had to get this over and done. No, it's good. I've been, re- I've been reading this shit for like four days now. It's actually pissing me off. At the end of the day, that... if they were scoring goals, none of this is getting talked about. Exactly. Even exactly. when he's sulking, even when he's sulking, none of it, because they're scoring goals and, and they're doing what they need to do. But because they're having a dip of form, it's the perfect opportunity to get clicks. It's two plus two equals ten. Yeah, you get yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah, that's yeah. the way people like to sort of look at it. But, but I suppose on, on that point, though, I want to raise that look, even if there is a competitive rivalry, even if it is beyond the football pitch, I don't want it to affect our performances on the pitch. Now, I'm sorry, if Andy, those but that's, do... that's what's happening. That, that was exactly. happening before. Remember the Merseyside Barbie when Mane decided not to square it to Salah? This has yeah, been happening for a long time. This is nothing new. So I don't know why but, it's such a big thing now. Yeah, but the fact that uh, James touched on it, the fact that we're not delivering at the moment on the pitch blows up and exaggerates the issue yeah, so yeah, much yeah. more. But the rumours have been circulating for a while, though. That's the thing. Like, I've heard this before, even when they're both doing well. Now it's just really coming to the surface because we're not winning. Like, that, because I, I have heard this before. Like, I've heard it just... I thought it was bollocks, don't get me wrong. But now you can kind of see maybe sometimes. But at the end of the day, mate, it's not like they're fighting each other and it's not like that they are going to... It's not like they have actually slept with each other's wives at the end of the day. Won't be that deep. We Won't hope. We hope. We fucking hope so, at least. Otherwise, that may affect it. Yeah. You're, not getting the, you're not getting... I'm not giving you an assist, mate. You already had an assist from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay, look. Let's be faster. Let's be faster. Before we make it... <laughs> I just realised what James just said. That's what he But yeah, I do, I do agree with uh, Fahey's, um summary. It, a lot has been, amount has been made up of Mohill. It's okay. Players don't have to like each other. Do you like everyone in your workplace? No, you don't. Okay, cool. It's fine. You just get on with it and you produce results. Just, just, just move on. Um, but yeah, anyway, from from Mane versus Salah to a Sadio Mane deep dive. Obviously, we can't have the Sadio Mane guy. We can't have the Sadio Mane legend. We can't have Mr. James Redmond TV on without talking about Mr. Sadio Mane. Um, guys, Sadio Mane, um, in all comps in the last couple of seasons, so 18, 19 and 19, 20, he managed to average a goal every other game. However, in this season, in all competitions, he's averaging a goal every three games. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that is a big drop off. 
Aside from that, he is averaging, he's, and this is the most damning stat I saw, he is averaging his lowest goals and assists since he started his career at Mets in League Two in the, in the 2011-2012 season. That is 10 years ago. What on earth, James, is gone wrong with Sadio Mane this year? How many things, and I'm going to say it again, how many things have you used for the past three or four years that you're still using to this day that still works 100%? <laughs> uh, gonna, I just want to, and I'll ask every single person who's in the jury here that question. Please present me an answer that is actually logistical to when I ask that. That's going to be working the exact same. The exact same thing yeah, when no, you true. first got it. Do you get what I'm saying? It's one of yeah. them things where there isn't really many things that can do that without at least repairing it. Mane needs for me a repair. How do you do that for me? You drop him. You drop him. You give him a different hunger. One thing that he's probably had since that League 2 in Mets and then he went on to his next club, then he joined Southampton, then he joined Liverpool. What he's had throughout all of them is he weren't the main man when he first went into them teams. He worked for it. He had something to, to strive for. Right now, the team is low on confidence. He may have lost a yard of pace and he is low on confidence. So when you put all that together, you're thinking to yourself, like, now, let's see what... Because one thing I've always liked about Mane is his mentality. It's why I've always rated him as one of the world's best players. I don't just say it because of what he does on the ball. I feel like he's always had a different sort of mentality mindset to even Mo Salah and, and Firmino. There's just times where I'm watching him, where like last season, the season before, where he just wants it more than everyone else. And even when he scores, you can see that on his face. He loves it. So we can talk about this season and statistically, how many assists has Robbo got this season compared to the last two? How many assists has Trent got? How, how many, let's have a look at the stats in all the broad pitches for everyone else except Mo Salah's goals because none of them really add up. So, you know, I think Alisson has already, at this point of the season, bear in mind, there's like nine games or however many left, has already conceded more goals now. And he's played less games. So, it's like there's loads. Of, but he, is he a worse goalkeeper? I don't know. Maybe it could be just a confidence thing. Because that's what I think it is. Because before the before three games ago, Alisson had never really made a mistake. Not, not in crazy. In the past four or five that's games. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, but like you, you, you're picking and choosing massively yeah. when you're yeah, trying yeah. to find a mistake for Allison. You can name ten in the past five, six games. Mm. Mm. Confidence is a massive thing. It can't just be overlooked. But now is the, this is where we find the difference of who's in the Mane in brigade and who's in the Mane Mane out brigade. Because how do you look at a player just so now because he's having really one bad spell he's done? Maybe that is for you or can he adapt, which he's shown he can do before. Cool. Look, guys. If you if you if you ever need someone to protect you, um, all I'm saying is I would just love for a woman to protect to protect me the same way James protects a Sadio Mane. That's 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 all I'm that's all I'm saying. And I'm um, saying that I'm saying that when I'm saying he should be dropped. But let's see what yeah, he does yeah. bounce back. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I know people might say like, oh, he's got a Mane agenda. Like, nah, it's not even that. It's not a Mane agenda at all. It's just it's it's it, it's simply as something as if we gave Firmino another chance for having a bad season last year, then we've got to give Mane another chance, surely. Mm. Okay, so. fair enough. And okay, cool. So from one from one man who loves Mane to another man who loves Mane, Anik. You, we've got at length in our group chats uh, talking about talking about Sadio Mane, but I think when you when you look at the numbers, it is is pretty damning. You is you you can't deny that he has dropped off, unfortunately. 
and, and you've seen these performances on, on yeah, same way. What do you think has gone wrong? Are you are you in the same camp as, as James? Are you saying we need to give him another chance? Or are you are you saying look, he's just he's just fallen off a cliff now and this is gonna be it? Uh, no, to, to be honest with you, I don't think he's fallen off a cliff and, and, and I don't think that's it for him. I'm, I'm still going to back him. I'm still going to back him. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing about Sadio that I saw this season, probably up until the Spurs game when he faced Aurier, was he, I know I, I say this all the time, but he always gives the opposing fullbacks a torrid time. He's always there. He's always in their face. He's always trying to take them on, always giving them the run around. And I think even for the first half yesterday, we saw that. Now, what I think the problem is with Mane is, I know this sounds, it might sound cliche, but I genuinely think he's burnt out. I really, really yeah. do. I think he's he's been playing three, four years now, constantly. Even throughout the summer, he went uh, away That's on international fun. duty. He yeah. only gets a two, three-week break. And the fact that we've been so good across those seasons, James touched on it earlier, the confidence. And I think no matter how burnt out or physically uh, what down you are, as long as you're playing well, you're winning, you're scoring, you can keep riding that wave and keep going and keep going and keep going. And now results have turned for us, turned dramatically for us. And he is probably trying a lot more things or trying things on the football pitch that are eventually not working for him. So you just kind of fall into that rhythm or that rut where you're like, oh, I need to try something different. I need to try to do this. I need to try to do that. And that, that that could be one of the factors. Like he could just be burnt out and you might just need a break or a way or, or a timeout from the team just to sort of press the reset button and come back for a strong finish to the league. Now, I also touched on it earlier in the pod. His decision-making needs to improve. Yesterday, those two chances, especially the one where it was one-on-one, we've seen him tuck that away. What he's trying to do, take on the keeper, I have, I have no idea what he's doing there. The ball from Trent was was perfect as well. We've just seen him like lash that home. Even previously, I think, um, in, in the past couple of games, he had a couple of chances as well. And I'm just like, Sadio, you buried that. So yeah, I think I think it's 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 a it's a blend of decision making and and being burnt out that's that's sort of affecting him here. Got you, got you. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yes, look, I am I am someone who you guys you guys are better you guys are better than me. Sometimes I I get really pissed off. Like when someone's in a bad uh, bad run of form, I'm saying to them, look, do the basics better. But he's he's not doing that. And it annoys me. But anyway, cool. You guys we're cool. We're, we're not we're not a Mane out camp. We're not. Right, Fahi? No, we're we're not. We're hundred percent not. Let's see what happens till the end of the season. Let's see let's see what opportunities we get in the summer window and we can make a decision based off that. Yeah, let's cool. say that. I agree. Cool. And and before I say uh, we as uh, we look ahead as we as we start to wrap up, James, I just want to ask you one question on Mane. If you had to choose either one of Mane or Salah to fund a move for either uh, Ellen Haaland <laughs> or Kylian Mbappe, who are you selling? Salah, and not because I feel like he's closer to the end um, than Mane, but more so for the fact we're going to get more money for Salah. So we'll have we'll have another chance of being able to actually get the fucking players. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Mo Salah, I feel like he's our biggest asset. Listen, he's like isn't he the number one uh, Muslim athlete in the world or something like that? So yeah. that in itself just adds value to it to his name as Mo Salah. So it's one of them things where if I was to choose one Salah, but not really on ability, if I had to go off ability, then I feel like maybe Mane's closer. But at the end of the day. 
I've always felt like Manny's offered more than Salah, so it's however way you look at it type of thing. You know, if we were definitely going to get one of them, maybe even Salah, because overall, who do you think offers more? That's the question that you've got to ask yourself type of thing, so I feel like Manny offers us more. All right. Cool, short and sweet, lovely. Okay, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tempt fate again because I do this every time. And far he hates me because of it, but I'm gonna tempt fate again. Our next few games, guys, we have uh, we have Ars- Arsenal away, we have Villa at home, and we have Leeds away. Yeah. Fabinho is back in the six, the lighthouse that he's been called. We've got uh, the front three of Salah, Mane, and Jota looking like they are actually producing goals, and a growing partnership at the back there with Kabak and Phillips. Fahi, can mm-hmm. we secure top four, or is it too late? No, we can. We can. We can. As, as long as we win the next uh, three games, we're, we're absolutely fine. Um, will, we win the, uh, will we win the next three games? I have no idea. But yeah, let, let's see what happens. Um, I, I don't have a clue, but we can. It's, 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 it's numerically possible. So yeah, we can. Okay, sweet. Anik, I, I feel like you, you're, you're going to give me the answer that, I've, that I expect, but are we, are we going to secure top four? <laughs> of course we are. And if we want to get into Europe next season, we're just going to do it the Liverpool way. And that's in style. And that's probably by winning the Champions League. So I'm not ruling that one out either. Um, so wow. yeah, I'm, I'm still confident we, we can still get into the Champions League next year. How typical of you. I asked you if we're going to secure top four and tell me that we're going to win the bloody Champions League. <laughs> and James, last but not least, how about you, pal? Do you have enough? Do you think we have enough in us to, to, to make a push for that top four? No. <clears throat> no. It'd be absurd to think that. It'd be absurd if you thought that we had a chance to get in. No, would it be stupid? Because it's one of them things where you've got to rely on so many things for that to go right. Mm. You know, you're hoping on Fabinho staying fit, your top goal scorer staying fit, you're relying on all these different players staying fit, on top of being able to adapt to certain injuries. And I'm talking about injuries, but at the end of the day, we lose a player, we lose a lot in the squad at the moment. So we need to be aware of this and we need to be aware that these are difficult sides. Even Wolves gave us a very difficult team. If Arsenal play the way they do, they did against um, Tottenham, against us, then, mate, we've got a very difficult game on our hands. And, you know... Other teams have got games in hand. There's just many things going against us. So if you're gonna go, if you go, if you're saying yes, you believe we can get top four. You're doing that based on the fact we've just won the league and we're Liverpool Football Club. You're not doing that based off logistics. If you remove the badge of all these teams and remove the names of all the players' backs, you're and you're looking at the table for a logistical point of view. You're looking at this and you're thinking, nah, there's not a chance that team's getting into top four. You just wouldn't think it. Do you get what I'm saying? A lot yeah. needs to go right, and I think. When I say a lot, I mean maybe even win every single game between now and the end of the season to make sure that's definitely secure. Because Man United and Chelsea, there's a chance Leicester might drop out of it with the injuries and whatnot. There's a chance West Ham might not be able to get into that top four because can they keep it going? But Chelsea are looking strong, United are looking strong, and we're just going to need to get all the points we can. Cool. Um, I, In my own opinion, I... I just don't see Leicester and Chelsea dropping out. Unfortunately, um, I do think I, I think I think we'll just miss out. Um, and I'm doing this for my own mental health actually because I I can't get myself hooked up again for this for this club. Um, that's until then, I'll just, yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely another reason. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. That, those are our thoughts, guys. We're, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. We're gonna wrap up. I want to say thank you once again for James joining us on Cop and Fracker. Uh, thanks of always to, to Fahi and Anik for joining me here today. And guys, the Reds won a, a football game. We don't have to stress until April the 4th. Guys, enjoy your two weeks. James, what do you want to plug? James Redmond TV on the YouTube. James Redmond underscore 96 on, on Instagram and Twitter. Boom.
Check it out. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Take care, guys, and see you next time. Peace. Peace. Network.